Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. Oppress. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we celebrate our 100th episode and revisit the story of the unsolved murders of women in Chicago that we covered in season two and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Hey, Jules, man, I can't call it good to hear from you, man. How was the rest of that vacay? I am still on it. <laughs> oh, my God. This dude ain't never coming back, audience. Never coming back. <laughs> dude, th- well, unfortunately, it's the, the last week, the last couple days. I go back uh, Tuesday. So it's, it's towards the end, man. But, man, dude, Press. Man, I have a good one. I had a good one, man. I sat around. I ate not one, not two, not three, but four packs of Chewy Chips Away cookies. Four. <laughs> Was you sneaking to eating them? You know what? I told my wife. I sent you the A-Prez. I sent you that picture. And I said, yeah, I saw that. But I, but, I, but I thought, when I saw the picture, I thought you were just daydreaming. I didn't think that you actually bought them. <laughs> nope. I, I put it, I, I picked up and put it in the cart and kept pushing. <laughs> wife just looked at me. She, hey, wife just looked at me like, I, I, I'm on vacation. And <laughs> that's all I see. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty fucking funny, man. So so she just let you be. Yep, she let me be. She was like, hey, hey you're a grown man. I said, yes, you're right. And I deserve these cookies. And you know what, Prince? Since I got a couple more days, I might get one more, I might get one more pack in me. <laughs> oh lord Jules. <laughs> i'm about to test you for diabetes when you get back to <laughs> yeah oh but i know man yeah i've been i've been eating terrible i know when i get man that's it dude i i got i gotta get back on the good foot like my mom always say yes sir so let me, so let me ask you do you feel it no i actually feel pretty good oh that's good man Cause I ain't gonna lie to you, man. When I go on vacation and I know I'm out there eating bad and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, man. Towards the end of that trip, I'm like, "Good lord, I feel it." <laughs> mm. so that's good. So uh, you must be, yeah. you must be doing some sort of activities out there, then at least. Well, yeah, I got me a little membership, and uh, I still, I still hit the gym. So. Yeah, so you ain't doing all that much being lazy. This man's still working out, audience. Listen to this man over here capping on this show. <laughs> I'm yeah, my so ass. I ain't gonna do nothing. Yeah, okay. 
Hey, well, you know, you know, I can't. <laughs> Jules is so full of shit. Last week he was telling us how to sit on his ass. He ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> he told me yeah, I don't have a yeah. chance to get a head start on him. No. Yeah. Uh, but it's not my re- it's not my regular r- routines or workouts, so it's, I mean, it's something, you know. Yeah, but you're on vacation. You're on vacation, though. Yeah. It's never going to be your normal routine, but the fact that you're still working out, I mean, because I used to do that shit on vacation, Jules, but I stopped uh, two years ago. On vacation, they used to make fun of me. They're like, bro, why are you getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning and running and lifting every day? I'm like, well, just because I'm on vacation don't mean I can't, um, you know, get some gains in. Now, bro, uh-huh. I walk past that gym when I be seeing people working out. I'm like, uh-huh. You fools. <laughs> I, I, I guess I could be a future uh, feral foul. Oh, yeah. You definitely will be next week. <laughs> it's coming. Well, Jules, man, it's good, to, it's good to hear that you're still enjoying yourself, man, and definitely enjoy the rest of this vacation, brother. It's hot as fuck up here, man. It has been hot and humid up here in Chicago, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same. Getting them 90s, man. We... Ooh, Prez, you know, we're funny, you know, because we're on the show when it's the wintertime, can't wait for the summer and, you know, the snow and this and that. And then the summer here, like, oh, man, it's just hot and muggy. I just don't like it too, too hot when it's humid. Yeah, that humidity, man, fuck that shit, yeah. man. It, it make me not even want to go outside. I was uh, I was telling Dub this the other day. I said, you know, between the gas prices and the humidity, mm. I don't even be wanting to leave the crib, man. Mm. Especially damn gas prices. My don't even give me, don't even give me started. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I like. I, I tell people, I was like, I get invited to do something, I, and I think in my head, how much do I like this person? Because I'm mm. like, that's like a half hour drive. It's a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shit, I'm like, in, I'm like in the five to ten mile radius these days, bro. Prez, you was on something. We said do something, Joe. Because my goodness. Man, man, we, I was getting so many text messages. And we were getting a lot of messages from people on that last episode, Jules. They were like, man, they were like, y'all went in. Man, all this, that's just what we do over here. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. It was between that, Jules, and you and them cookies, and, and the Janet Jackson, her nipples. <laughs> people was loving that episode. He said the nipples was big. Bro, them things was bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can still remember it like it was yesterday. So, but, but hey, but they they call you the Cookie Monster around here, don't know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's just just for a couple more prayers. I'm serious, man. I might get one more pack every man. <laughs> I believe you. But listen, <laughs> you've been working out, Jules, so you can get two more if you want. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, listen, I might call foul on wifey for giving you a hard time about the cookies <laughs> and you still been working out. Now, nah, leave that man alone, wife. Leave him alone. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have some advice for her in season five now, Jules. She better stop it. Okay. Okay. Man, thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. If, he, if he wants to buy some cookies, then he can buy some cookies on his vacation. But, <laughs> but we are going to monitor it, though, when he gets back home. I'm definitely going to be keeping yeah. an eye out. Yeah, if I see one crumb on you, bro, I'm like, oh, Jules, we got to talk. <laughs> yeah, I got I got to I got to reel it in, man. I got to yeah. reel it in. <laughs> before before we have to do an intervention. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that'd be appropriate. 
But man, everything um, on my side, man, work wise, smooth, man. Uh, towards okay. the end of the work week for me, good. I got the big three and uh, Chicago Sky again this weekend, so looking forward to that. Last week's last weekend's big three was pretty cool. Getting a chat with Ice Cube, that was pretty fun. Doctor J, oh, that's Charles cool. Oakley, man, Gary Payton, it was cool, man. Really cool experience. Oh, that's what's up, man. Man, dude, how? I know you probably get a chance to talk to them just briefly, uh, off right. the air a little bit. How are these cats? How are these cats? They 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 smooth. They, you know, they they seem like they they down to earth type people. Every single one of them, man. I tell you one thing, man. Doctor J was my favorite, man. This dude in his seventies, mm. bro. He's still the epitome of cool, man. He, he he saw me coming up to me, shook my hand. He was like, he said, "Young blood, man." He said, "I," uh, he said, "Man, nice to meet you." He said, "I'm Julius," and I was like, "I know who you are, sir." <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and he laughed about that and whatnot. And we talked for a second. I was just like, "Man, how long you in Chicago for?" He was like, "Man, Chicago's one of his favorite cities." He says one of those places that he loved to travel to as a player. And then he kind of winked at me. And I was like, okay, I know what he's talking about there. And then he had a, a nice little one with him. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold you up. And I was like, it was nice chatting with you. I said, if you're if you're gonna be at the games next weekend, I'll see you there. Super cool. Charles Oakley, the same way. Man, so like those guys are all really cool, man. Down to earth. I know you hear a lot of stuff about Charles Oakley. Man, don't believe all that stuff that people be putting out there in the media. These guys are just like okay. us. They just don't like to be fucked with. Man, I could, hey, I, hey we can relate. Mm-hmm. We cool until, you know, somebody push you, then uh, it's a different side, man. It's but a different side, man, that's, that's good. Man, that's good, man. Man, that's good. I don't see too many celebrities. So, man, that's why I like, li- like listening to your stories and hearing it and stuff. So, man, well, I I, one day, one day, press. Oh, Jules, now you was hanging around Taraji, you know, we 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 didn't we didn't forget about that. Now he dropped that story <laughs> on the show. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh-huh. I forgot about see, that. see that? See this man? He hangs out with so many stars. He just forget. He's like, oh yeah, I forgot about Taraji. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's that lake house life, y'all. Oh, that's man. that lake house life. Yeah, yeah I guess bump the two every once in a while. Hey, blue moon. Hey, blue bump moon. Okay, I bet you got some more stories. Jules just be he be faking the funk with y'all. <laughs> well, man, hey, Jules, before oh, we man. get into this episode, man, which audience, man, we are so excited, man. 100th episode, Jules, we're going to get into that in a yes, second sir. because, man, bro, it's just crazy that we've been doing this show for, what, two, almost two and a half years now? Yeah. Wow. Man. Man, time go by fast. Don't it? Damn. Well, man, before we get into this show, man, I I, um, I got some really tough news and I wanted to share with the audience uh Really close friend, mentor in the sales game for me when I was coming up in the sales game in the early 2000s. Guy put me under his wing, kind of showed me the ropes, and was really encouraging and supportive of me in my journey. Dennis Kim, he uh, passed away last week. I just got word of it actually a couple days ago, Jules. And, you know, it was one of those things where 40 year old guy died in his sleep. And it mm. really just kind of puts you in touch with your own mortality. And, really just makes me look at things that I'm doing, you know, my mental, my physical health, and just the way that I'm living. And it just kind of puts a lot of things in perspective. And so stuff like this, when it happens, when it really gets close to you like this, it really puts a lot of things in perspective. So, man, Dennis, rest in peace, man. He was one of the first people when we started doing this show, Jules. 
that I shared the links with, and this cat was listening to him, sending me text messages, man, like laughing at certain things. He was the one that was like encouraging us when we changed our uh, approach with the show. It was like, dude, I really love that pivot you guys made. It's a really supportive cat, man. It didn't matter what people in his life were doing. He was one of them cats that encouraged you. You know, there's a lot of people in this world that they'll claim that they're happy for you when you're doing things, but they don't really support you. And I had only mm-hmm. known this guy for like maybe, what, 15, 20 years. And this dude, I'm telling you, for people that I've known way longer, even some of my family members, he supported me in ways that these people have never supported me. I'm telling you guys, he was a mentor to me in the sales game. Being a salesman, I've been able to take care of my family off of that money. This guy was the one to put me on game. He was the one that was sharing our platform, man, with people. He got friends all over the world. And I feel like in the beginning, man, when our podcast started to blow up all in all those different continents, it probably was him. So uh, I appreciate, you know, everything uh-huh. that, he, that he did for, you know, just me and my career, everything he did for my family and what he did for this show indirectly. So, man, I just uh, want to give a couple uh, – I just want to give a salute to you, Dennis, man. I know you are uh, looking down mm-hmm. on us. And I hope you're hearing this episode, man. I hope you're laughing up there, man. Yeah, yes, sir, man. My condolences. Condolences to this family. Appreciate you there, Jules. But you know what? At the end of the day, man, what do we always say on this show? Life is short. It's precious. Oh, we yeah. We got to yeah. continue to do the things in this life to fulfill us and make us happy, man. And, and, I, and I love mm-hmm. how you and the wife get out there to that lake house, man. Any chance you guys get. You guys are enjoying yourselves, man. And that's another thing, too, that doesn't happen a lot of times in these marriages as well. I'm going to get off into something real quick. Y'all enjoy <laughs> each other. That's key. Yes, sir. People out there yes, that listen to the show, reconnect with those people around you that love you. Because that's the shit that matters at the end of the day. Wow. No, you're exactly right. And, and that's what we that's what we're doing, man. That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, I know you are Cookie Monster. I know. <laughs> 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 well, man, let's get into it. So the fair file this week, man, it comes over from Philip from Detroit, Michigan. And he wanted to know, Jules, fair file on Charles Barkley's comments on Kevin Durant's legacy. So audience, if you guys weren't familiar, Oof. man, Charles Barkley, he'd be going at KD. <laughs> His comments is basically kind of calling into question KD's basketball legacy because KD won them two rings at Golden State. And Charles kind of like saying like, uh, did you really have anything to do with that, or are you just kind of just like going along for the ride? Ooh, uh, you know what? I can see where where Sir Charles is is coming from. Oh man, Prez, how can I explain this? Because <laughs> <laughs> we we're looking at two different eras, and Charles era, Charles Barkley era, our era. My God. Teams didn't hook up with each other to win a championship. So, and he was pretty much looking at it like Kobe Bryant, you know, he did it without Shaq. A lot of people telling, well, Kobe, you're, you're a good athlete, but can you win more without the big fella? Right. LeBron James had Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, you know. So that's why he came up with, you know, with KD. Yeah, you got your, you got your chips, but can you do it without, you know, uh, uh, Clay and, and Draymond and, and Steph. Mm. So I can, s- but you know, you know what, Prez? Let's be let's be honest. Golden State was having problems. Oh yeah, they missed KD. They was having, yeah, they was having problems. 
Mm-hmm. And KD came in and just solidified and just made them that much, much better. But, and I think that's one of the reasons why KD left. I think real talk, I think that's one of the reasons why KD left and went to Brooklyn to probably, you know, try to do it on his own. I think everybody, every athlete deep, deep down the side want to look at, okay, all right, I want to be, you know, I want to be the man and I want to be the man to drive, to win, to make my team a better, better team to win the championship. I want to be that guy. For a lot of these, a lot of these uh, athletes. So I want to call it, man, I want to call it fair, but it, it, it's, it's, it's a little foul how it came off at, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes sense. I want to call it fair because it's like, bro, okay, you, you came into a team that's already, that's already set. But let's see, what, what can you do when, you know, it's just you or not too much of an elite talent that you had around you. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you got Kyrie in Man. So, as, as the bus driver, I press, I'm going I'm to I'm call it fair, but it's a little foul height came off with it. That's all. I don't know if I make sense on that one, but. No, no, you do, man. I think when anybody that listens and has listened to Charles Barkley, they know, man, this dude, he doesn't miss words, man. I mean, he, he's direct, mm-hmm. sometimes blunt. And he's entertaining mm-hmm. as hell. But you know what? Sometimes he does rub people the wrong way. I mean, I think that a lot of people realize that. And you know that him and KD don't necessarily see eye to eye. Because he's called, uh, KD's called Charles Barkley a hater in the past. Cause other comments that Charles has made. I also kind of look at the situation with Charles where he's probably looking at this whole situation. He never won a ring. Some of it to me kind of comes off a little bitter, man, when he's talking about some of these mm. new players. Two reasons. These newer players, they make more money than Charles did in his career. And in some uh-huh. cases, there's guys that probably he feels that he was more talented then than a winner championships, right? And so with this comment that he made to uh, to KD, I don't necessarily know if I agree with it because to the point that you made, Jules, when KD came to Golden State, they were the ones that was calling KD and said, come here. Right. They right. recruited him there. Right. And I tell you one thing. KD was the Finals MVP both of those time, those both of those championships that he won. Now I will say this: mm-hmm. Steph is a bad motherfucker. Don't get me wrong, but I thought KD was the engine in that Golden State offense, man. Like KD was efficient when he was with Golden State. He, I mean, you remember that that Cleveland game, man, when he went off, man, hit that damn three point over LeBron. Like, yeah, he, he, he was a close pulled bro. up on him, just mm-hmm. pulled up on him, pulled up on him, man. So I, I'm kind of calling foul on Charles, man. Like, listen, okay. I love Charles. He's funny. But I feel like sometimes some of his comments, they come off like a little bit like he's a hater a little bit. It, it could be. It could be. Now, Press, I want to ask you something right quick. Yeah. Uh, do you think KD left with the Brooklyn to, to, you know what I'm saying, see if he can do it on his own? Oh, of course. Or was it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. ego, man. When he left Golden State. Right. I think that last year when they was in Golden State, when he tore his Achilles, you remember that? I was like, yeah, he out of here, man. He out of here. That whole situation was weird because you remember him and Draymond got into it. Draymond called him a bitch and basically told him that we don't need you, that we won without you. But Draymond forgot the fact that you was on the phone calling this man, asking him to come play play with you. But anyway, everybody wants to talk about that moment when Draymond had those words for him. I think at that moment, Mm -hmm. that's when KD was like, I'm out of here. So if that's what my legacy, if that's what people think about me, then I'm going to go somewhere else and prove folks wrong. However, 
what Katie's mistake was was teaming up with Kyrie. That was his mistake. Ooh, man, prayers. Yeah, you hit on the head there because that's been uh, it's been a little bit of a train wreck, man. A little direct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a little rough over there. Because <laughs> I feel like KD deserves better, man. He deserves better, bro. And uh, Kyrie's up to it again this summer because now he's he's there's all these rumors talking about how he may opt out of his contract and that he may want to go play for the Lakers. And I'm sitting up here like, but Kyrie, you left Cleveland because you didn't want to be in LeBron's shadows. Now you're going right. to go to LA? What, what is up with Kyrie, though, man? I don't know, man. Like, I know a lot of people was giving him the benefit of the doubt with that vaccine thing, but, man, it's like, bro, and it's getting to the point now where it's like, bro, what are you on? Like, seriously, what right. are you doing? Right. What, 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 what's, the, what's really going on? Like, what's the problem? Because <laughs> low-key, he sabotaged their season, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had no chemistry in those playoffs. No, they had no chemistry. No, no. But I'll tell you one thing. I ain't going to lie to you, Jules. I kind of hope Kyrie do leave because then that means that Kevin Durant going what he going to want up out of Brooklyn, and then I'm going to want our Chicago Bulls to throw everything at the ki- everything but the kitchen sink at Brooklyn to bring mm. Katie to the shot. Hey, look at you, man! Look at you playing chess. You thinking five moves ahead, huh? Man, five moves <laughs> ahead, baby. Five moves ahead. So, oh, hey. that'll be love, man. Hey, so Kyrie, you keep doing your fuck shit, bro. Keep doing that fuck shit. Mm. <laughs> shit. Bring KD to the shot. Come on, Mark Eversley. Come on, do it. AK, where y'all at? Make it happen. Man, oh, man, that will be love you talking about. Yeah, 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 that will be, that'll be good times in Chicago, man. It'll be good times, man. It really will. But I will say this about KD. I don't think he really cares what anybody thinks about him. I know that he, for his ego's sake, he went to Brooklyn because he wanted to win one on his own. But a lot of athletes did that. Kobe wanted to prove that he could win one without right. Shaq. He did, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you've seen that in the history. But I will say this, man. I think KD likes to troll folks, whether it's some idiot on Twitter that he has to clap back at or whether it's a Charles Barkley. I mean, I feel like all KD does is probably just sit in his little penthouse apartment in New York and he probably sit back and chilling, and he on Twitter. And he just start clapping back at folks. I'm like, man, this dude responds to everybody. Anybody that he perceives takes a shot at him, he goes for it. I'm like, all right, Katie, you got time today. <laughs> Shit. Uh, he said you got time today, huh? <laughs> man. It was kind of like the Golden State Warriors after they won the championship, uh, Jules. I don't know if you've been watching it, boy, but the Golden State Warriors, they a petty-ass team. Steph. Draymond, them dudes, the one you could tell they was listening to all the people criticizing them over the couple of years and and talking that shit. Ooh, they made sure that they rubbed that shit in people's faces. I like that type of petty. Yeah, I seen some stuff on like on like Yahoo or something. You know, they you know respond to the uh, different things. Man, okay. Oh yeah. I, there, there was one where uh, Kendrick Perkins, who you know I do not fucking care for him and whatever he calls himself doing the media, but. He put this whole finger above his eye and said that Steph will win no more rings for the rest of his career. So in the press conference after the finals, <laughs> Steph mocked Kendrick Perkins with that zero over his eye, and he actually did that in the press conference. And I just love that. I love that level of petty because, listen, Kendrick, if you're going to put it out there, then you got to take it when uh, when that medicine comes. It's like that Robitussin. That shit, boy, it's hard to go down. But listen, it's good for you. It's good for the soul, baby. <laughs> take it. 
Man, but I wonder why he even why he make a comment like that because the, the team's still young. Well, the problem is that people started putting uh they started burying the Warriors, man. When Clay kept getting help, hurt, when Clay kept getting hurt, and they went through that little rough period, I think everybody was thought the Warriors mm-hmm. were finished. And that's why you got to give props to Steph, man, because Steph believed that whole time. Like, yeah, okay. He told people last season, he said, wait till next season. He said, y'all don't want to see mm-hmm. us. He was right. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, man. Anytime you can, you have a cat, you get two cats on the team that can just shoot anywhere, and just Draymond is just so versatile. I mean, and then you have the other role players that was just that stepped Andrew up Wiggins. and did their thing. Man, I mean, I mean, he shut down Jason Tatum, who 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 thinks he's Kobe Bryant. Okay. Which I, I I think he needs to work on his game and stop trying to dress like Kobe in the games and, and show us the text message that he sent to Kobe Bryant. I was like, that shit stop mm. it, Jason. Just just play yeah, ball. Yeah. Knock that shit off. I don't need to see you sitting up here, you sending a text message to Kobe talking about I, I got you today. No, you didn't have Kobe. No, Kobe no, finished, he Kobe no. finished the job. Right. No, you ain't yeah, yeah. Fred, you said it right, man. Just to focus on the game and and yeah. If you want to do that, man, do that privately. Right. You know, don't you don't, don't be putting all that out there. there. Yeah, don't right. put that all out there. Because guess what happens, Jules? When your ass have the worst damn uh, finals <laughs> performance of your career or the the worst performance of your career in that in that finals, people gonna remind you of them text messages. They're gonna remind you you talking mm-hmm. about some I wore the same outfit that he wore. Yeah, okay, dude. Well, maybe not dress up like Kobe. Don't put that kind of don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. You ain't built like that. You showed us that you're not built like that. You light skin. Stop playing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of light skin, I, 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 speaking of light skin, real quick, Jules, okay. that Drake album for any of y'all people that's out here that's telling me that y'all listen to that album and you thought that shit was good, y'all need to stop. Now, dude, I did hear that the album wasn't that good. I haven't heard it. Hell no, it wasn't good. You know, somebody tried to tell me, he was like, hey, Prez, man, what you think about that album? I said it was trash. And he was just like, oh, it's because you don't like to dance. I'm like, what you talking about, man? I'm always dancing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, hey, listen. Now I don't have to listen to it because if you say it is not good, then I right, I'm good. Then I I go by I, I I trust you. I go by what you say. So, <laughs> well, my man, you I mean you might want to throw it on. You know, maybe see okay. what your partner maybe see what your partner thinks out there. Y'all might be cruising around. You know, maybe y'all might like it. I don't know. It, it just it didn't do anything for me. And listen, Drake's had some some hits, man. He's had some great albums. Oh yeah, just just one oh, yeah. one of them. Yeah, that's like with uh with Kanye, man. That Donda was a little different. It was, but you know what? There's a couple tracks on it. I was kind of yeah, like, after yeah, the fact, I was like, yeah. all right, you know, I can rock with this. Yeah, there's but a couple right, on though. there. It was, it's not, but you know what? It ain't old Kanye. That's the problem. Uh-huh. We still miss old Kanye. I feel mm-hmm. like he's gone. I feel like he's gone forever. Damn. <laughs> Come back, Kanye. <laughs> Come back. Oh, man, he gone, man. It's that Kardashian curse, bro. I keep telling these people, man, don't go down that web. They are undefeated. Oh, damn. <laughs> so what about Travis Barker? He, he's done for too. <laughs> <laughs> I 
said, him, Travis Scott, y'all better run. Y'all better get out. Get out while you can. Pete Davidson, you better stop. Oh, man. So, yeah. You know what? I would really like to know what's up in the future, what was going to happen to Pete. Mm, he's gonna get like about mm. ten more. He gonna get about ten more tattoos, and then wish that he could get them erased. Damn! So all he so do is get tattoos of that woman. So that's it of him at SNL, right? Yeah. Yep. He left because yeah, so he said he okay. wanted to spend more time with his relationship or whatever the fuck he's talking about. I don't know. Oh, damn! A brother in love? I guess he just know mm. he need to keep a watchful eye because he's she for the streets. Hmm. Good luck to you, Pete. Travis. Yeah, God, Godspeed, but she's undefeated, just like the rest of them girls in that family. They all, even the mama, Ooh. even the mama a killer. They all killers. Mm. Man. Boys. Well, if I was rich, I would run for the hills. Like, oh, man. Such and such in that, in that Kardashian family, she she think you cute. i like, man, don't you ever speak that evil to me. Don't you dare. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Well, Jules, let's get into it, man. So 100-episode vibes here, man. I'm going to kick it yes, over to you to start things off, man. So for this one, audience, me and Jules took our show back for one week. Next week, y'all can have it back. But, man, Jules, I just want to say, man, before I turn it over to you, man, it's been a pleasure, man, seeing you evolve into a podcaster, man. I mean, it's not a secret to everybody that, you know, the show, the first season, we were trying to get our footing. Bad audio, bad, you know, all kinds of things, you know. And I feel like you evolved tremendously, man, from where you were at in the beginning to where you are now, man. You smooth, boy. You like Don Cornelius now. And so I just want to give you that oh, smooth, man. man. Because when, when I think about this pod, man, I think about the evolution, not only of just the show, but the evolution of you and I. Because we've grown a lot as podcasters. I feel like even in our viewpoints and how we communicate or articulate our viewpoints and even how we disagree or agree, right? It's just like all of that. I feel like it's been a tremendous part of this show. Oh, man, Prez. You know, 100 episodes, there ain't nothing to sneeze at. Man, to look back, all those episodes, but just, those are just, you know, the episodes. I really appreciate admiring and, and really like how we have, have grown even even more tighter just with, with just when we're doing these shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because of life and families and jobs and careers, and it's, it's rough sometimes getting up and seeing and checking in and, and yep. you know, time go by and we just not, not reaching out. Mm-hmm. But knowing that, hey, every week, we on here. It's like, it's I'm, you know, I'm excited. What we talking about, and 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 and, and picking your brain, and just, just man, that's 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 the thrill of it for me. Uh, talking to the fans out there listening, but man, just getting on here and rapping with you and laughing and talking about serious things and crying and sharing uh, uh, deep things that you know nobody probably not. Handful of people only know. True. Man, that's that's right there, man. I really appreciate, you know, and just just thankful of of being on this on this this ride with you. Because that when 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 I tell the wife, yeah, you know, we're gonna go on, you know, 
she she see the excitement in my face, like everybody, you know. And she, she <laughs> like, yeah, and then she said, yeah, I'm gonna give me, I'm gonna get my own podcast, my friends and stuff, you know. So, <laughs> Copycat. So, man, yeah. So, dude, <laughs> I really, I really appreciate being on this ride with you, man. It's it's been, man, it has been fun. It's it's been, man, knowing a lot and just talking about different things and just. Man, just man, I am just, just excited, man, and, and 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 I look forward to future shows and, and episodes and whatever the whatever future may bring, man. Just, just man, I'm I'm just, I'm having a good time, man. No, I, and I and I second that, man, because like like you said, man, we talk about deep topics here, man. We give the audience our, our real truthful, uncut opinions about this stuff, but we also we've had fun at the same time because we know out here in the world, there's a lot of fucked up things that are happening. It's a lot of serious shit. So we want to still make sure that we're being true to the core of the show and talk about these things. But we also want to make things lighthearted when we can on the show. And I think Jules, mm-hmm. when you think about some of the episodes, like around Christmas time, man, when we start talking about those memories from the childhood. We start talking about our favorite yes. Christmas movies and our Christmas songs, audience. Those are the moments when we can just be as lighthearted as possible. I hope you guys can see that, that, that we try to make sure that this show, while it can be heavy at times and deep, but we also try when we can to weave in some fun stuff just to make you laugh. And that's what the, the whole thing of this show is for us, man. When we first started doing this show, hey, listen, it was during the pandemic. We were just trying to figure shit out. <laughs> we didn't know what we mm-hmm. was doing. But right. mm-hmm. when Jules and I came back in season two, we both sat down and we said, listen, man, People tell us that they want more from us. They feel like that we got more in us. And I said, okay, well, you know how I am, Jules. I'll take a challenge. I'm like, shit, thank y'all for that motivation, by the way. Because I hope now that we've given you all what you guys were expecting a show called Pulling Back the Curtain would be. It, dude, I, you know what? I, I come across, it's so many episodes. I cannot just, but I think one of the, <laughs> if I can just go back and just, 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 just talk about is our very first one, or no, I'm sorry, what well, we just talk about the Bulls docu series. Yeah, the last dance. Yep, man, the last dance. Prez, I had so much fun on that episode there, a, a few episodes because you know it was, it was broken up into series, and we talk about it every time they play the series. But to relive those days. When the Bulls was up and coming, Michael Jordan got drafted, and the coming in with the Air Jordans, and the, you know they showed the, Air, the origin of the Air Jordans and the, the the battles the Bulls had. Dude, we could relate because we was having fun with it because we was there and we was there watching them, and just talk about that. Those episodes was just man, those were those were good ones. Yeah, it those was, was good ones. They remind. Reliving a, reliving a piece of our childhood, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had a smile every time we talked about it because, man, just like we were talking about basketball, why we trying to get Kevin Durant over, if we can get Kevin Durant over here. Dude, you, t- you man, if people, man, oh God, man, boy. I'm just sitting there in my head just thinking about it. Those times was so special. The, when the Bulls was winning and, man, we was we felt like we was winning. You know, we're champions. We were. And, yeah, <laughs> right. you couldn't tell me Man. shit when I went away to school. 
<laughs> and just getting on the air and, and, and explaining it because there's Chris, we got a little age in this. So believe it or not, there are people who've never seen Michael Jordan play. Oh, I know. There's a lot of them. Because these are them same idiots that'll sit up here and tell us that LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. It's because y'all didn't see the game. Mm. Which is why I'm glad that Michael Jordan did the last dance. Because he had to show people, like, no, in case you didn't see who I am, I'm Black Jesus. Man. That right there, man. I love it. Man, that right there. If I can think back, somebody was asking me one of your favorite episodes, which is many. But, man, we go back to that Bulls docuseries and we talked about it on this show. That right there, man, just brings just bring smiles all day, every day, man. All day, yep. every day. I would say that. Talking about the George Floyd and Ahmed Arbery murders. Mm. Those mm. are some really good episodes. Mm. And I know that a lot of people, you know, on these podcasts and these platforms, they shy away from talking about topics like that. We did, you know, and I, I, I give us a salute because we talked about things that maybe some other people don't talk about. We talked about Black Wall Street. We talked about Black redlining. Dude, come on. Uh-huh. Bloody, Sel mm -hmm. uh, Bloody Sunday, Selma. Bloody Sunday with the Selma. Ooh. Let's think about Ooh. this, too. The Harlem Renaissance. So we talked to you guys about the purity of our of our culture. That was what we were, the epitome of Black excellence, in addition to what happened in Tulsa. Because when we talk about Black Wall Street, not only did we talk to you guys about when it was booming and thriving, but then we also had to tell you on the flip side of what happened to our thriving metropolis. Right. Because on this show, we're going to make sure that we let you guys know we're not looking for anybody to give us anything. Because if you look at our history and where we come from as a people, we've built a lot of things in this country. And I feel like Jules and I on this show have done a great job of painting that picture for you guys. But we also have a responsibility to talk about the things that have been taken away from our people. And people should be ready and willing to listen to those type of stories. When we talk about how critical race theory was a problem for some, how you want mm -hmm. to take the discussions of race out of the schools. Well, why is it that other people like Jules and I, when we were in school, we got the whitewashed version of history and they want to do it again to kids now and don't want them to understand what exactly happened in this world. And so when I think about this show, and Jules talked about it, we can talk about things from the last dance that we can then weave in and talk about topics like I just talked about here. Talking about the cancel culture, look at today's times. We're mm -hmm. so divided. The toxicity on social media. These are all the things that we're talking about on this show. And I promise you, audience, and I'm not just saying this because this is me and Jules' show, but find another podcast out here that has the balance and range of this podcast. I'll wait. It's a good balance, uh, Press. It's a good balance. Uh, I, I think a lot of, I get a lot of great feedback from cats from, who tell me, man, you guys are just, there's nothing off limits. No. That's the thing. You know, some plat some podcasts have platforms where they just pick and choose, you know, just pick and choose certain things to talk about. Where, where us, what I think what us make us cut above the rest is, man, there's nothing off limits, man. We can rap about anything. Mm -hmm. And we're so diversatile and so, you know, we're, we're it, it's, it's serious, but we can, we can live up, we can live it up. And, you know, and that's one of the things I get a good, a lot of good feedback on, like, man, you, you guys can take some messages that now some things are just, it is what it is. You, you, right. You know, 
can't you, really you, joke you, too you much can't about do it. With that. Yeah, you can't right. do nothing with that. <laughs> but but there's some there's some things where man, it's a bad situation. But you know, put a little spin to it where it kind of liven up a little, you know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I we you know get a lot of good feedback on on that. So. Oh man, and it, it, man, president! I just want to, man. One when we get Kaz on here, when you talking oh, about his yes. life, or the special guest people we got on, dude. Kaz was one stories, of my favorites. Right? Yep, yeah, he was one of my favorites, man. From from him living to what he used to do, it just had just just money would you know, it, you know his previous life, but now he changed it for the better. Went to prison, but took that mindset and he flipped it and made it positive. And he created his own his own body uh uh, uh, uh regiment and fitness yeah, and health body and yep. combat. Man, that I mean, just a story like that for him to come on and just just tell it because other cats like he ain't the only one. There's other cats, plenty of people out there that's oh, yeah. that's, that's been in his shoes. That's and right. Just, oh, hey, what what can I do? Is it is it possible? And it's we got a guy on the show that hey, it's possible. Yeah, dude, and Jules, I'm glad you brought that up because there were so many people um some cats like ex-felons, uh, cats that got locked up, and they was reaching out to us and saying, like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to connect with this dude because I'm, I just got out, and I've been running into a lot of obstacles and pitfalls, and I think I would be – it would be worth my while to connect with somebody like that to just even, like, have them mentor me to help me, like, kind of figure my path out because what did he say on that episode? He was like, look, he was like, there were so many times when he was ready to give up. Because he said mm-hmm. yeah. that it's very easy for the way the system works that they try to get you back in there. And he was like, he, he he started doing those workouts in the park. He said, because it was for him at first. Then he said, people started showing up. And then he said, the rest was history. And I love that. The rest was history. Man. Because you got to go out there and create opportunity for yourself. And that's one of the things that we talk about on this show often. It's easy for us to, to be victims and say, oh, the, this is the situation and this is my play. Well, if Kaz wanted to just sit there and be the victim and say how the system was and how the system was going to keep him down, he'd be back in jail right now. Mm-hmm. True. True. No, but this man is a millionaire because he came up with a concept. He was able to flip it. He had a hustle. And a new hustle. It wasn't his old hustle. You know what I'm saying? But he took that hustler mentality he learned when he was out there dealing with drugs and put it into something positive. Hey, too, you, you're so right about that, man. The type of guest that we had on this show, man, it's been phenomenal, man. We haven't had a lot of guests this season because this is just about me and Jules rapping with you guys, the audience. But, man, I mean, like, we've had so many people that have come on here that have shared their stories, man, of just their success, how they got there. And some of those stories, man, were stories that were so applicable to other people that I thought they were explained in a way, Jules, that these are actionable items that other people could take if they're trying to elevate. True. Oh, I mean, I mean yes. when, we had Ar- when we had Ari on the show, when she was talking about the nutrition and oh, things like yeah. that, and think about it in our inner mm-hmm. cities, Jules. That's a big problem for our kids when we have obesity here in these inner city communities because of the type of food that's being sold because they don't because they're, they're located in these food deserts that we talked about this season. See, and that's the thing when you talk right. about all of the plights that are happening in this world and especially in our inner cities. We talk about that on this show. It, it, man, and right, dude, and it's and it's it's crazy how what we just said that things kind of come back into circle because. 
it seems like we still talk about some of the same hell, still talking about some of the same issues. Uh because with that, with the nutrition, what Arby was putting out, like he was talking about, well, now we have food, you know, there's food deserts in, in the community. So you see how I go hand in hand on the genius part on on how we try to put out these topics. So it, it always remains relevant. It doesn't matter how we, what angle it comes from, it always comes back to full circle and, and, and it relates. And that right there is why I, man, why we, we both think that, that we both know that with this show here, it, it always keep, we always keep the topics where it's relevant for today for today's time because we know that history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. And when when we talk about Bloody Sunday and Harlem Renaissance and, and, and colorism and, and critical mm. race theory and and it it's that was back in early 1900s, 1800s, but it's still relevant to the day. And it that's sure right there is the, the the genius of this, the, the smoothest and, and the coolness and hip is part of uh, you know of this of this podcast. That's right, Jules. That's right. I mean, and also too, think about how we weave in helping people master their mindset. For people uh-huh. in the pandemic that came out of it and they weren't the best versions of, them, of themselves, we talked to them about, hey, let's now work on how you can pull yourself out of this dark place. Because we knew people when they're you're in that isolation, that shit's not normal. That when that pandemic and when COVID hit, and you got to be act like the next person across from you is it now. Uh, there's a lot that we was all afraid of each other. Right, you right. want you ain't want to shake anybody's hand. You didn't want to hug anybody. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, it was it was some weird times. And I think a lot of people not being able to have access to their friends and their family, bro, that isolation, that's not good, man. People they need human contact and human interaction. And that's another thing with this show that I thought while it was important during that pandemic for us to be able to be a little bit of that voice and to give people some humor, but also too to give them some food at the same time because that's necessary. In these days. Uh-huh, true. Yeah, we need some solutions and and some 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 food, some knowledge on what to do with this because you know talk about you know uh, like forgiveness or or put yourself around positive people. But okay, we we say this and what does it mean? And that's why we like to give food for thought on hey, you need to be around positive people, the people who's balanced who would tell you. Yes, this is a good idea, but also won't let just leave you just leave you out there. Mm-hmm. Tell you this is a good idea, you know, and they know it's not. Right. And then you fall on your face and you see them. Hey, what you know? What happened? No, mm-hmm. a person that's really there for you is going to let you know. Hey, the highs and lows going to let you know when you're doing right and also when you're doing wrong. Those are the people you want to surround yourself with. So when we come up with these these topics and and talk about it, which not just empty calories, like we always like to say. So you know. You, you know, you, when you go out there and, and tackle the life or wherever the case may be, a subject come up to what we talked about, you can have a, an idea, uh, some type of knowledge on, okay, how to handle this or how to navigate or, you know, move around this. So, so man, I, man, press, it's just, the, I would never, it, you couldn't really comprehend or wrap your mind about it or what, on when we first started, how this was going to come out. It just, it's, and, and it feels natural. Oh, yeah. Because honestly, um, and audience, I don't want you guys to think that we don't plan or prep, but to be honest with you, when, when we get the topics and the questions in, I really don't have anything in front of me except for the questions written out. Mm. Like, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of prep. I mean, this is just me just 
from the heart, authentically just giving you my thoughts. And while I know sometimes people, you know, they'll like, man, that was a little harsh comment that you guys made here or this and that. But I'm like, at the end of the day, we're always going to give you guys our honest opinion about whatever it is we're talking about on this show. The, the point of us talking and sharing those thoughts is not to offend any particular person, a background, right. a race, creed, ethnicity, none of that. But if you ask us a question, we're going to answer that with 100% truth. And that's all we can do. And I'm sure that's why they listen to the show, Jules. Oh, man. Hey. <laughs> what that uh, last episode, last episode, Do Something Joe, that right there, man. You know, go back and listen to it. And it's like, bro, when, when have we seen this like this? Prayers, when have we seen it like this? And this is this is the topic everybody talking about, man. These yeah. gas prices, the yep. inflation, yep. food, furniture, housing. Supply chain. Man. <laughs> man. It's all jacked up, bro. Yeah, it's all it's, jacked up. Man, it, it's just... When when you was talking there, like and saying do something, that, those are the things you take away. You know, take away some stuff, man. It, it, it's things that have been said on here. It was like, wow, just you know, it hits home, and you're like, yeah, man, do something, man. Because right now we we can't keep the society can't keep this up. No, no, this this ain't sustainable, bro. This no, no, it's not. It's not, and, and and with us talking this way, and it gets out, and people listen to it, and it's like, wait, yeah, man, do something, man, because right now this is this is this is jacked up here. It really is, but no, man, hey, I just want to say, hey, Jules, thank you to you for the evolution and the growth of the show, to taking the constructive feedback and and sometimes criticism. You know, what I'm saying, Jules, a lot of times he jokes on the show about how I am, all this. One thing you guys don't know about me, I'm a perfectionist. It's just who I am, right? It's probably my high-functioning anxiety, but I just can't help it. But I like things to flow a certain type of way, right? And I want to give Jules mm -hmm. a salute because, hey, it's not easy working with someone <laughs> that is like that. But, you know, he's learned how to adapt to me, and then vice versa, he's also taught me patience. And I appreciate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, dude, I, I appreciate you not firing me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, dude, I I feel like I I came a a, a long way. This is because the help of you. I know iron. You, you always say iron sharpens iron, which is in in the Bible, and and it's like, dude. You you like Mike, man. You like Mike and Jordan, and which is cool. And it's like, bro, and, and without you, man, I just want to say thank you, dude, because not a lot of people know this. Because I do, you know, do a podcast or what, or, you know, a holiday and Wadi, and and, and, and I, that would never happen if it wasn't for you. You know, you, you didn't show me the robes, and I'm still learning. You know, still trying to perfect the craft, but, bro, dude, I like to appreciate you, man, because you, 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 you got me here. You got me here with just me, just trying to be a student of the game. But how you roll things and do things, and how your mind is set, and dude, I say you're the hardest working guy in the in the podcast business. I mean it because you, dude, you always on the go, you always doing something, and I was, hey, hey, and it's like, what's what's my excuse? So, man, I am, dude, I am. 
always grateful for you, man, and always appreciative for you. Oh, man, I do appreciate that, man. And audience, listen, we got a hundred more episodes coming in the future for y'all. And just know that we ain't going nowhere. It's only going to keep getting better. And I know we promised you guys that we're going to do more interactive shows and live shows. We're getting there. We're trying to get a studio set up in place so that way we can occasionally, maybe once a month, Jules and I can post up somewhere in the studio. You guys can see us live. You know, that's something that you can expect to see from this show because we want you guys to be able to connect with us live. You know, like our recorded podcast like we do now, these are cool. But I want there to be a situation, Jules, in the future where we can connect with these listeners live. They can write in comments as we're podcasting live. That's what I want to do. I want to start doing more live shows because I think that we're at a point now with this platform that we have enough people that a live show like that would be phenomenal. And I'm ready for that opportunity. And I think that once we get our infrastructure set up, I think it's going to be the sky the limit to do that on a, maybe a once, once a month basis. But I think that'll add a nice layer to this show. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, that'd be sweet, man. That'd be dope, man. That'd be fun, man. See, like, get more intimate with the with the, with the the listeners. Yeah, yeah. You know, very intimate now. And also, ladies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, why'd you say? <laughs> you, you started smelling solid real smooth, boy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just getting them ready, Jules. I'm just getting them ready. Oh man, like you about to pull up on something, man. <laughs> <laughs> Season five. That's all I'm gonna tell. Season five. <laughs> Coming this fall, oh, man. Well, Jules, man, let's uh, let's get into this episode. So I thought it would be super appropriate seeing as how we're going to have extra exposure because it's our 100th episode, that we revisit a subject of the story that we talked about in season three of this show. And Jules, you remember on that episode, we talked about the 51 women in Chicago that had been murdered and only one of those crimes had been solved. And Mm. this story to me deserves a lot more exposure than it's gotten over over the years. Now, as of late, you saw that there was a, a Roosevelt a University professor, him and his students, they broached the subject. Now I hear that there's a Discovery Plus miniseries where they're talking about this. And I love the fact now that we're starting to get people to actually talk about this situation because the victims in these crimes have been Black women. And so, right. Jules, I thought it was appropriate on our 100th episode to revisit this because this is a story that happens here in our city that took place in our city, and I think the more people need to be discussing. Yeah, because, dude, I with that one, I mean, it's good that they solved, but, I mean, it's still 50-plus women that, that's out there. The murder still had to be, be solved. And, and with them uh, putting together a, uh, with the police officer, with the FBI, put up together a task force to kind of, you know, it's even solve these things, it's, uh, these murders, it's it, 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 it first it's long overdue, but we need to not let you know take the foot off the gas. It, this, right. this this right here needs to be be addressed. Needs to we need to bring some 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 uh, justice for these people who lost their loved ones in this because it's been going on from what I think two thousand one I believe from the early two thousand to and it's one of the things like it is one of the things like hey it's it was a a serial killer out here, but I don't think the press, you know, it wasn't, they weren't it wasn't taken it. too serious. Right. No. It wasn't covering it. It wasn't covering it. And, and, and now we're here 
And now, because we talked about it a few a year ago, a few years ago, and and it's like, hey, hey, man, we we need to need to keep on um, investigating and keep on with uh, leads or evidence, and and let's 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 solve this thing because there's still fifty people, uh, fifty women. I mean, I'm sorry, that's that's a lot, that's a lot, and we need to bring that person to just person or persons into justice and and just you know really really put an end to this because that was just. It's 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 sickening to find out hey that many people, uh women, black women at that, yep, are gone and just nothing, you know. And no one seems to care. No, right, right. So and, I'm glad that we we're talking about this today. I mean, let's think about it from this standpoint. And I'm not trying to like play any sort of like racial baiting game, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. conversations like this are long overdue because it's still makes you think about some of the systemic racism that goes on out here, especially when it comes to black women. Because you have someone here that has killed 50 plus black women in the same type of community. And it was so quiet. There was no task force assigned. There could have been a serial killer for all we know. We don't know. We don't know if Mm -hmm. these are not just isolated incidents or if it's a serial killer. But guess what? No one took that extra step to try to dive into these cases. You had all these women, most of which were found strangled. Right. Not a coincidence? It, yeah, they had the same MO. Strangulation. Hey, Strangulation yeah. of being dumped. Right. Yeah, exactly. I hate to sit here and think this way, but if there would have been 50 Asian, 50 white women that oh, would have come up yeah. strangled over the last couple of decades, will we be mm-hmm. having this type of conversation? Well, no, because... It, it, it'll be it'll be like today, like far as the Asian people today, you know, Asians getting attacked and it's like uh, uh, because of the Trump administration, not the, I'm coming home with it, but, you know, not uh, with the Trump administration blaming the, with the coronavirus, what far as Asian or happened over in Wuhan or whatever the case may be, it's been an attack on Asians. So what, what did the Congress do? They put hate crime on, on Asian, anybody attacking Asian people, hey, it's automatic hate crime. Well, black women been being attacked, black people in general been attacked for centuries. Where's our bill? Right, dude. No, you hit it right on the head when you say, "Hey, if it's Asians or whites or, or you know, or the case may be, oh, it'd have been solved." I mean, and, and that's the thing that I think about, not just in the city of Chicago, but in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in our society, in the U.S., mm-hmm. I think when it comes to crimes that happen against Black women, people don't seem to to take them seriously. And this crime right here is horrific, man. Twenty years that this has been happening to women in these communities. And there was no outrage. That's got to stop, man. Yeah, that's dude, right. Uh-huh. Got to keep that same energy. I've said that before on this show. Keep that same energy. No one should be murdered. No one should die. But we don't pick and choose when we decide to be outraged over it. Because if it was, if it was 50 fucking dogs that got killed in this city, they had to turn this motherfucker upside down to try to find uh, out who was responsible. Oh, Peter, boy. They, they won't stop. They don't play. They, 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 they don't play when it comes to them, come them animals. They don't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Prez, I just, you know, a lot of people drop the ball on this one. A lot of people drop the ball because it shouldn't, it shouldn't, first of all, it shouldn't be. But okay, all right, well, if you know there's a problem out here, you know, I right, we must address it. We must get the public involved. We don't just sweep a sweep it under the rug and like hopefully it'll die what it die down. Is it because they're black or is it because these women are on the reports saying that, you know, street, you know, work in the streets? Whatever the case may be, but it's still that's a human being. It doesn't matter, you know, what you know that person's doing. 
that's somebody's mom or somebody's daughter. Somebody, you sure. know. That's right. right. So and, and they need to be their life need to be need to be be found figured out. They need the person need to be brought to justice. So this just speaks to a bigger picture when when we talk about on this show and just in, in, in general, when we talk about when we talk about race, you see it's unbalanced. You see it's not fair. Like we just said, some things like this shouldn't even shouldn't even happen. And if it did happen to a different race, it wouldn't have been fifty. No, you know what I'm saying. So Mm-mm. no, uh, and, and so Jules, you bring up a really good point because yeah, these women were all African American, but these women also had some things in common where they might have been homeless, some might have been sex mm-hmm. workers, things of that right. nature. But that's why I thought when we did our first episode of the story i thought we did a great job of humanizing these women because i think Mm -hmm. that's also an important part is when law enforcement the fbi and all these various people probably came across these crime scenes they probably didn't view these people as women or human beings and that's also a part of the problem and so i don't know what it's like to work with law enforcement you know i don't know if it gets to a point where some people you just judge a person to say oh well that person was homeless uh that person was a sex worker. But it shouldn't be like that. I feel like all loss is something that we should care about. Like I said, I came in a little bit, a few years afterwards, this thing first started. But somebody died or somebody's murdered. You you look for everything. You look for everything. And I'm just speaking on me. You know, sure. we don't buy that person less because the person still is still gone. And what I, what I don't like, is they brought this up, a person brought this up in, in a meeting with uh at the at then uh eddie jack eddie johnson the superintendent then uh he's, there was no evidence of, of a serial killer was responsible but still uh, it was 51 killings so it's like right then and there it should have been I, press let's just be honest man the police dropped the ball or, or the community members who probably know what's going on we, this is this speaks of a bigger picture on why it's it's important we all need to be we all need to work work together Something's going on in the community because there's people out in the community that knows what's going on. Let's be honest. And if that person comes forward and give it to the police, it's our job to say, hey, well, let's look into this and let's really investigate and help. Well, but then also you got to factor in the fact of the backlog for DNA that was going on. And that mm-hmm. doesn't help. True. And, and that True. was something that we covered True. the first season. So when you have that backlog that no one was doing anything about clearing up, well, whoever this killer is, they got off scot-free. Because right. you haven't analyzed these bodies. You haven't gotten to the evidence yet. That's a problem, Jules. I think law enforcement, to your point, why did it take so much, so many years for them to assign the task force to this? Right. right. You know, and it took that guy, Thomas Hargrove, that we, talk, we talked about in the first one, who put together that algorithm, and he was doing all the tracking. He was like, look, I think these murders are connected. And it took him to put together that project, to, and it got a little bit of a awareness to what was going on. Without him, People still wouldn't even be talking about this cold case. No, 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 you're right. It would be swept under the rug. I mean, we're talking about bodies that, in some cases, that were strangled, dumped in trash trash cans, and set on fire. Mm -hmm. Did 24 hours of one another. And we don't think that these are connected by any way. I don't think that it was just maybe one person, but what if it was one or two or three different people? You know how you get copycat people that jump into the fray on shit? Because right. I heard, Jules, that there was somewhere where they had a confession from someone that, that basically admitted to committing strangulations across five different states, including Illinois. 
Maybe he uh-huh. has some sort of involvement with this. If he didn't, he probably know who. Probably. I mean, I I can't express it enough. I mean, we, this right here is just it's just hard to, you know. Anybody crazy? Anybody? You don't have to be in law enforcement. Anybody can you put you put some files together. You you give it to somebody. Say, hey, this will happen here. This will happen over here. This murder happened there. And you're like, okay, what's the MO? Okay, the MO, this person was strangled. How did the person die? You're strangled. And this person was strangled. Okay, where was this person at? This was an abandoned building. This was in a garbage can. This one over here, you know, burned over here. Like, okay, all right, potential serial killer. Okay, all right, let's do something about it. That's how normally when, when stuff happens, it doesn't take all this to, 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 to form something. Let's do something. One or two. Okay, all right, we need to do something. Just like all these carjacks over here. Now there's task forces. This stuff that's going on downtown. Yeah, there's task forces. Yeah. It's just messed up because you see these, these are black women and they're not, they didn't, was taken seriously. These murders wasn't taken seriously. And, and that's the, the hard part of it. And it's like, I hope that, I'm not sure, but I hope that with, with Illinois State Police, with the forensic department, get, they got the help that they need where they can start pumping out these the, the fingerprints or whatever the evidence they can have they can come 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 forward quicker so we can catch these guys so these guys that that's just not out here committing crime and you waiting on some a prince to a print or or some come back with a clothing or or skin or anything like that it can be much faster so we get these people off the street but i think when you talked about the fact that there's a deeper issue at play here that's the thing that i just keep coming back to this i mean the african-american community jules and you notice we make up a third of the the population here in chicago but yet Nearly 75% of the murders, they come back where it's people of African-American descent that are that are, are right. African-Americans are involved. And when you right. look at the percentage of those crimes that are solved, there's not a big solve rate on those crimes. Mm-hmm. Now, you look at when it comes to victims that are victims that are Caucasian, Hispanic, Asian, they solve those crimes at a significantly higher clip. So my thing is, is this a situation where the murders that happen in these communities don't matter as much because why are these murders being solved outside of these communities? Then inside the community, we see a situation where these 50 plus murders, no one's doing anything. That Thomas Hargrove got it. I brought up a second ago, Jules, the one that had that algorithm. Uh-huh. He went to right. Hammond, their police department and said, look, this is what I'm seeing. This is the data that I had and I've come up with. He said that they, they ignored him. Then when the 51st woman came up strangled, then when they had the guy in there, he made that confession. Then they were like, oh, shit. Maybe that girl mm-hmm. Hargrove was on to something. And then that's how that algorithm got out there. Yeah, if it wasn't it wasn't for him, I mean, like you said, where would this, where would this be at? Because he put it on the map. And that's what, and unfortunately, and unfortunately, it shouldn't have to take for him to put, put this stuff, put things out there on, on a platform where people see this and then to put pressure on the police to do their job or the FBI. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be this way. But that's why we always come back to that. You can't help it to come back to is because these women, these women are black. Mm-hmm. And, and it's messed up because it's like, dude, what if, we, what if it was, was your, was your mama or your, your wife or your daughter or whatever the case may be, you will want that. You will want that, that person brought to justice. You know, just put yourselves in, put yourself in people's shoes that that are, that are, that are the victims of the family and, and actually care. Because if somebody was to come to me and was like, hey, this is what's going on. This, I'm not going to say, okay, yeah, I got you. I'll, you know, I'll take a look at it and just forget about it. No, 
I'm gonna do my job because it is a potential because you, you have you have it could be a place where hey listen I can I can deter and I can stop a future uh person from getting killed mm -hmm. so that's why it, it's 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 messed up this this happened because there was there was leads and there was stuff that was happening and if if this was been taken seriously, it would potentially would stop from other other women getting killed. Yeah, and that, and that's a fair point, Jules, because you know that there was periods where the, the strangulation stopped, and then a couple of years later they started back up again. Uh -huh. And to your point, if this would have been taken seriously sooner, we would have people that would be, will still be alive today, because mm. one of the the guy that I was talking about, the van guy, that. He was one of the ones that was involved in the murder that was cleared. I told you, audience, he confessed to killing six other women. And he admitted that he met them on sex work websites. And then he killed them. And I hate to just think this, but I wonder is because of, A, these women were black women, and also, two, the line of work mm -hmm. that they were in is why no one took these cases seriously. And that is a damn shame. Right. Because the way that he threw them in the trash can like they were nothing, they were treated that way by any person that we wanted them to do something about that. So like on last week's episode, when I said do something, Joe, well, mm -hmm. who, who did anything in that situation to prevent other women from being strangled and murdered? They did nothing, Jules. They sat back, right. did nothing. They had the backlog of the DNA. They made all these excuses. They blamed this and they blamed that. They had someone that brought the data to them in 2014. They chose to do nothing with that. But see, now, because everybody's making noise and talking about this, mm -hmm. now they're forced to do something. So you keep popping up with all these docuseries and other podcasters. I'm going to challenge y'all. If you are listening to this, or if you're listening to this episode, use your platform to talk about this case. Because we need more people discussing the crimes that happened to these 51 women. Because we need to make sure that they know that we're not going to stop talking about this case. Because I don't want this to happen to other women. This is awful to treat any human the way that these women were. You hear, Jules, how I talk about respecting living and respect the dead. There's no respect uh -huh. in the way that these women's last moments were on this earth. No. Oh, no. no. And the no, media. It, 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 the media is uh -huh. to blame, Jules. Because they didn't report on this situation like they do other situations out there. The media's got to do better. Yeah, Press, that's why I was like, man, everybody needs to, everybody had their part to play in this one. Drop the ball because if, if the, you was getting information, if the person was getting information from, from the, the person giving the information to the, to the, to the, to the law enforcement, and if law enforcement would have took that seriously and put it out to the uh, media, you could have informed people stuff was going on. Be careful. Uh, like they do nowadays. Nowadays, there's like there's robberies or a burglary. You, you put out this all call message. Hey, be careful when you're going out because they're carjacking or be careful when you're leaving mm -hmm. in and out. Job. You know, you get you get you know, you get these 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 messages so you can be aware. And the police didn't do anything, you know. So the community members who who happen to know, I'm pre, you know, like I said, there's somebody always know didn't do anything, didn't inform anybody. And it's like, you know, it's a shame because if if the person didn't come forward with this algorithm and say, hey, you know, there's something going on here. There's there's a, a kill out there, a kill out there. He's killing these women. 
and back in 2014, and this is 2017, 2018. Dude, just, to, just think how many people would have been, just think of how many women would have been, lives would have been spared, it would right. still be living. So yeah, Brez, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame. And, you know, like I said, we can always just always come back to, is it because these women are black or because of what they're, you know, what they was doing? And, and, and both are wrong. And I just want to leave the audience with this. We are proud that this is our 100th episode, but Jules and I be doing a disservice if we didn't take the time on this episode to bring awareness. Because, hey, there's probably people, Jules, that they may come across this podcast by accident and they're learning about this case. Uh -huh. We have a responsibility with this platform to inform to elevate and educate. And I don't take that lightly. And I thought that this was the perfect episode to revisit this because these women lives did not deserve to go in vain. Jules, going to hit up with that curtain call. Prince, this curtain call goes out to everyone that has listened to this show over the last two years. Without your support, we would not have been in a position to earn sponsorship dollars or to rise up the podcast rating. We appreciate each and every one of you. Here's to another Hunter episodes with y'all. And Jules, thanks for that curtain call. Audience, as Jules said, we appreciate you guys and all you do for us. We always say, without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for 100. We are out.